Welcome to the No One Cares Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Devin, a.k.a. Devin No One Cares on all social medias and all social platforms and all that. This is a show where every week a special guest joins the podcast to talk about the different struggles black and brown creatives face during our journey to success. Each conversation is really dedicated to providing motivation and, of course, inspiration for the other black and brown creatives to strive for the limitless possibilities that we have in this life from somebody who actually looks like them. So, Let's let go of all the problems of yesterday. Let's embrace the possibilities of today. And let's get into the show. with a whole new season season two is officially here this is episode one i hope everybody's been doing good much love to everybody who's been tuning in much love to the new listeners um yeah i'm just super excited i hope everybody's been wearing a mask I hope everybody's registered to vote and has voted and i hope everybody is taking care of their mental health most importantly too that's extremely important during these times so make sure you please do take care of yourself and um in the healthiest way as possible so, um, yeah, it's been a while since we've last talked or since I've last talked to y'all, um, though I've been like super active on my social medias um, as of recent. Um, season two is going to be amazing. It's going to be crazy. Um, I've taken time off to recon- like reconstruct and refocus what I want to do with the show going forward and my goals for the show going forward. Um, and I think y'all are really going to enjoy it, man. I think I- I- I'm... I'm- I don't even want to speak on it too much more. I kind of want to let the content talk for itself. So just really be prepared for some new announcements coming up already this early in the season. Um, and just, yeah, you're ready for some of my, my best work, I believe. Um, and it's very much a blessing, all glory to God, um, that I even have a second season. And I'm feeling this way about it. I never thought I was going to be able to find that joy again in creating something. And here I am. So it's awesome. Now, um, I can talk y'all's ear off about updates and just how I've been for days but we're not going to do that we're going to go ahead and prepare y'all for episode one of season two this gentleman's name is anthony supreme and he is the ceo and creative designer uh for black owned magazine preem magazine which is an amazing um magazine you gotta check it out make sure you follow it on instagram um and twitter as well he's also a photographer an amazing photographer he's a director a creative director from monroe north carolina um, and it's not just J. Cole who comes from North Carolina. There's a lot of legends, a lot of history that comes from North Carolina. So um, we had a, a, an amazing conversation, man. I don't even want to like give too much away before we get into the conversation because there's so much good like food for thought. There's so much inspiration and motivation to grab from this episode. Um, and we just dive into a lot of stuff. We dive into how um, he ended up shooting for um, Dream, uh, J. Cole's For Your Eyes Only, how that cover came to be. We talk about pre-magazine and how that came to be and just so much more, so much more. This is one of my favorite episodes that I've done um, in my whole time podcasting. So with nothing else to be said, let's get into episode one of the second season with Anthony Supreme. And that starts right now. So season one for me is long done, but there's more work to do. 
So we're back with season two. I'm extremely excited, extremely excited to be back after a few months of just, you know, getting things together and just preparing for, you know, something new, something just fresh. Um, you know, if you know me, I try to put together the most meaningful shows that I can and, you know, just make sure I just do the best content and all that kind of stuff for y'all. But there's always something special about the first episodes and this one will be no different. So this man is, is one hell of a multifaceted talent. Um, he does so many things. I've certainly seen his work um, before I knew his face. Um, what really led me to kind of, you know, really deep dive into his career um, was his Black Owned Magazine, appropriately, appropriately titled Pre Magazine. Uh, we don't have too many established and thriving Black Owned business, pub, uh, Black Owned publications anymore, in my in my opinion. So when people, you know, like I think there was a point in time when people were doing like the Vogue Magazine challenge and you know posting like. The Vogue title over their magazine covers and things like that. And I was like, that's cool, but I just wish that we could do that for like our own, you know, magazines like Ebony, Jet, Preem, things like that. And um, I just loved the magazine. I loved it. So I started diving into his career. And this man, he's not just like the CEO and creative designer of the magazine, but he's a photographer, director, creative director. And I think he's originally from Monroe, North Carolina, correct? Yes, sir, black man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just, he, he's created so many visuals for a bunch of media platforms. I mean, magazine editorials, artist branding, books, music videos, basically anything that, you know, you've always wanted to do. He's kind of done it. Complex, he's worked for Complex, Fader, Billboard, Reebok, Dreamville. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to keep on hyping up and reading off your resume, man. Anthony. That's crazy. Anthony yeah. Supreme, or a.k.a. Anthony Thompson. Welcome to the show, bro. <laughs> Good intro, man. <laughs> That's cool. I like that, man. It's amazing. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you once again carving out time of uh, your busy schedule to be on the show. Uh, it, it, it means the world to me, especially for a season premiere. Um, I'm just super excited, bro. Same. I didn't know a season premiere. It's kind of cool, man. Appreciate it, man. For sure. For sure. So before we kind of get into uh, you know who you are and kind of dive into just your entire journey and career, um, one thing I try to do uh, is, is I have a mental health check-in because I want to make sure that we make the mental health conversation a everyday piece of life with our friends and the people that we come across every day because it should be something that's not frowned upon. It shouldn't be something that we kind of veer from. It should be like accepted and it should be a part of the normal conversation, especially for black people, you know, checking on our mental health, especially during this time of elections and a pandemic. Very important to not just see, you know, hey, I'm doing good, whatever. But how are you really feeling? How are you really doing? How are you really, you know, making it through? So I'll kind of go first, if you don't mind, and then um, you can follow up. All right, then, cool. Sounds like a plan. Cool. So for me, man, my mental health, um, I would say my mental health is, uh, how can I say? I feel like I am being very, I'm very open-minded right now, and I'm trying right. to keep my mindset very forward and i think by that i just mean like being progressive continuously thinking about how i can be better and not in the sense of thinking about how i can be better to the point that i'm driving myself like crazy but it's always kind of accepting the flaws that i may have or accepting the mistakes that i may make and not beating myself up for them but accepting that i made those mistakes accepting that i'm not perfect and figuring out how can i be better how can i do better you know like you know, season one was cool. I love what I did. I'm very proud of it. I like this. I didn't like that. But let's see, how can I be better? You know, I'm trying to be on time, trying to be more productive, things like that. How can I embrace those imperfections and continue to be forward thinking and progressive instead of just, you know, getting down about it? So I, I think that's where my mind is at. It's very, you know, progressive thinking. That's a good way to be. 
I mean, it's nothing wrong with being a human being. I think sometimes it's like, no, I'm sure we're having a conversation. But, uh, but yeah, I think uh, that's how it starts. I think what you're doing is like the part of that progression, you know. It's like, I mean, the first, the first year is always going to be the artist, you know. Like, you know, and after that, you just kind of, you know what I mean, as you keep building and building, it gets easier and easier. You keep, like you said, it's like correcting and recorrecting and redirecting your your um the stuff you're missing in, you know what I mean whether it's personal stuff or business stuff or et cetera et cetera but at the end of the day we're all human beings so people gonna make mistakes and you're gonna make mistakes and like you said being accepted of yeah very true 100 percent so what about you man how how's, where's your head at I'm good man um sadly I don't know if it's a good thing or bad <laughs> I mean I mean I don't know times are times are really crazy but I think uh I don't know uh I don't know. Times are really, really, really crazy out here. You can cuss on this, right? I mean, oh, I, yeah, you can say whatever you want, <laughs> bro. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, cool. But yeah, everything, I mean, the world is a crazy place. But I think it's like a lot of people are just coming awake a lot more with like everything that's going on. You really, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I, I rode by this school, like elementary school, the street I went to school at one point in time. I mean, these kids were outside. It was just, you know, there was, I never seen it in person. You see it on the news, but these kids have like, they're like probably five. And they're like six feet apart, but they're on the playground. They're not playing together. I'm like, this is kind of weird, you know what I mean? But yeah. you know, when you when you we look, hopefully we mean you both make it do this. But our people who listen to us make it do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're gonna look back at these times like, wow, that was entertainment, you know? Because it's like, you know, it's like you live in a part of history. You know, it's like this hasn't happened in many many years, and it probably will happen again somewhere down the line. But but still, you know, you, you're kind of experiencing something crazy, but at the same time, it's like you're kind of experiencing something kind of amazing at the same time. It's like, but on a core level. As being a black man, you know, and my my girlfriend, I guess it's like different things, but my girlfriend is like she's Filipino, she's from Australia, and then you know it also this time period allowed us to have conversations about us, you know, what I mean like having kids together and like right. those kids being recognized as black if we decide to live in America or wherever. But it, it don't matter where you live at in the world. If you live any modernized version of Europe or out there in Australia, you're still going to be black. You're still going to be kind of true. Right, exactly. So Mm -hmm. you're trying to make this like a race conversation. But yeah, just like mentally wise, it's like, you know, I think uh, it's it's a a awakening time for everybody and it's awakening time for me to kind of like, you know, from being a black man, you know, seeing the stuff on the news and you see your leaders and stuff like that and it's just like, wow, these, these shit is like really fucked up. Not even, you know, these people are like dealing with something that's impacting everybody. And you're watching your leaders kind of just like escape from it or, you know, this is the things they always have done, you know, but yeah. it's just like, now here's the concrete. This is black and white. Now people are dying. What are you going to do about it? Now I'm out here dancing around and prancing around and people really are like, you know, checking the system, checking the leaders are kind of curious more about, you know, the sheeps are not asleep anymore. Like they're curious right. about who's running the country, who's running the, who's your mayor, who's this person here. And so it's interesting from that level to kind of see that and, um, you know, actually, you know, be more conscious of it, you know, now, you know, whether we can change it or not, but just like, okay, I didn't start thinking about who's running my stuff. But then, you know, from a business level, you know, from a creative standpoint, it's, you know, slow, but at the same time, it also allows us, for me, luckily there is Prem and like the magazine stuff to kind of like, for the magazine side, it's like, for me, it's like, it's catch up time, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. now we can take advantage of what's going on. Even like what you're doing, it's like, hey, People are free, you know. It's like, hey, it's time for me to catch up with the big names, or if you're an artist, or et cetera, et cetera. It's like, hey, if I, I don't right now, I can't tour, but technically, I'm a new artist, so I really couldn't tour. So now, by time it's over with in two years, 
I'll be ready to tour. You know what I mean? Or instead of like, I'm building a company, like here's the ground up. These people are sitting around the house and got shit to do. So now it's time for me to kind of catch up. So by the next, by the time everybody's back to normal, I might have me something really serious. I can keep applying the same thing. So it's just like, for me, it's not, it's kind of like a mix of everything. From mentally standpoint, it's just like, like you said, same thing you're dealing with, same thing I'm dealing with. I mean, mm-hmm. trying to be a human being, assist in the world, trying to perfect the things that I'm trying to deal with in my life, you know, and stuff like that. But mentally, that's kind of where I'm at with everything. I like that you said awaken, like awakening, because to me, I mean, that's really what it is, like every, like in every aspect of it, because, you know, we're kind of forced to, to sit down and to just like right. watch the world or like watch right. ourselves. And within right. that, like, it's not just watching the state of like the world in America, but it's also watching the state of like your career, your friendships, right. your relationships. Like, right. you know, like if you're an artist, you're up and coming artist. It's not about like, you know, how can I get on tour with a certain artist or how can I go on tour? And then be like, how can I get like, now I can get in front of people because people are behind screens more than ever. So it's like, how can right, I right. take advantage of that and things like that? So it's, these are this awakening. It's kind of like harsh, but it's also kind of like beautiful because I think this right. is like needed in a very like tragic way. But uh-huh. yeah, I think that awakening word was was damn near picture perfect for for what this whole moment is. So right. I, if, I appreciate you, if you're that. blessed, yeah, right. Especially if you're blessed not to like say if you, I'm not sure if you have kids, but if you're blessed to not have kids or be married and have to worry about where your next check is coming from, then if you're okay, which I'm okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a blessing, number one. And then, you know, everything else is a blessing too. But if you're able to at least be in a spectrum where, okay, I don't have to worry about that. I can work, focus on kind of like how we are. That's a blessing. I mean, not being where, you know, you have to worry about your kids going to school and and, and all the stuff that goes. You know what I mean? Just like oh, yeah. the real life that's happening outside of the worlds in which we live in, Twitter and bullshit time. You know what I mean? So, but <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, you know, for me, I'm good, you know, so mentally I'm happy, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's good. To, I'm glad you said grateful too. Cause like I said, it, you said, you said it yourself, it's, it's everybody's life is different and not everybody's like afforded to, to be okay. Some people like, some people may, you know, see your life and be like, oh man, like I wish I was there. Some people may see my life and be like, oh right. man, I wish I was there. But like you just, everybody's perspective and everybody's life situation is different. So 100%, but we can talk about that all day, honestly. But um, <laughs> but yeah. I want I want to uh, kind of get into uh, you know who, who you are and, and and the things that you've created. And before I even get there, I want to start off um, with a little bit of touching on like you know coming from home. Um, you know when I think about where you're from, I think of Monroe, North Carolina. I'm from a very small city called Corpus Christi, Texas, which is like okay, homeless. There we okay. There we go. That's like the fifth person in my whole like. Seasons um, of shows that I did. Who knows what that is? My my sister was my dad was stationed there. I think don't Corpus Christi have a uh, military? But they definitely probably do. Have a I think they do. Too. If they don't, I know that there's like a city because there's a lot of like, big military places. Oh, Colleen is about four. Oh, maybe four or five hours because Colleen's closer to Austin, but it's like maybe an hour outside of Austin. Colleen okay. has like a okay. big station. Okay, I'm about to say okay. My good job. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. I know what you got, though. Um, so. I said Monroe, North Carolina. When I, when I think about those things, uh, when I think about that place, I think about because you currently reside in. Where do you reside in right now? I know the pandemic. When I I'm in LA, but uh, right now I'm back home with my dad, taking care of his house and stuff like that. Because stuff is pretty crazy in LA. I bet so, for sure. Yeah. So shit, mm-hmm. that's perfect then. So look, when I think of North Carolina, I think of you know, of course, UNC, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter. I think mm-hmm. of J. Cole. 
I think of, of Luke, <laughs> and right. I have to think of Little Brother. Oh, um, wow. you know what I mean? Like, what's it mean being from you know North Carolina when you look at the things that you've accomplished? Uh, I think it's uh kind of amazing. I mean, um, I don't know. I guess when you always thinking about things and how to, I guess you're working on your dream or whatever it is, so you don't really look back too much. But uh, I mean, I don't. I guess my thing is like uh. I don't know. I guess for for the, that list, most of, I mean, for being from North Carolina, it's like you know, being from a small town. It's like mm-hmm. most people have to leave this leave this place to kind of go somewhere and figure it out. You know, almost all those people you name pretty much left here. But you know, but we still, I guess, from a like you know cultural standpoint, you, you can recognize if you be talking to Cole or if you're talking to Luke, like it's just some type of connection. I, know, I never talked to Michael Jordan, but you know, <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying, but <laughs> I will expect you speak to Luke's managers a little brother. So yeah, so yeah, so it's a, it's a you know commonality to where we're from of course but i think everybody from that list is kind of all left and made it you know in some kind of way you know i'm not as probably as great as them but you know i guess maybe i'm great to somebody you know but um yeah it's kind of it's a lot of stuff going on it's like a lot more people from north carolina too like it's of course country singers you know jodeci's from north carolina yeah they're from marshfield it's like 15 minutes away from here well it's like i know right people don't even know that we i don't know where people think they're from but it's my, the only reason I know that because my cousin was like he went to school with him, and so like he talked about him when he was growing up. I was like, man, but yeah, that's crazy. Well, she got to add that onto the list, then. I had all the right, right. names. Oh, PD Pablo, not playing. I, I literally, I one hundred percent thought I was saying PD Pablo, and I was like, well, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know how long I want to make this list. Let me just kind of keep right, going. Right. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I want to ask one more thing about where you're from too, but before I get into that, I kind of want to also just figure out, like, you know. Where does this passion for being creative for you kind of start at? Because, like, for somebody who's involved in, like, business, directing, video, photography, like, they're, there's a, they're all connected in a, in a sense. So, like, where did this right. passion or, like, love come from for you early on? For me, honestly, man, like, I tell everybody, like, my first passion probably wasn't either one of these things. I think my, my – I always like creating stuff. So I always drew and, like, guess drew stuff in school and – never passed because you know i think you know it's like i think as i went to college i don't know like i always been a kid that um i don't know it was a hustle mentality but my mom never told me this stuff like i would be the per the kid i realized at one point it's like i would go to like um the dollar store and get like candy mm-hmm. and then i go to elementary school and middle school and sell it to kids for like five dollars and then when I got to high school, I would give people rides home because I had a car and charge them five dollars each week. You know what I mean? Oh then, like, man, I got you to was the lift before lift. Right, it wasn't like crazy like money, <laughs> but it was like when I was in the military, I was in basic or AIT, and then I would be selling haircuts even though people, <laughs> all the drills are like, "Who the fuck cut your hair? Who the hair?" I'm like giving motherfuckers lineups. <laughs> And I don't know, it's just like, I guess I've always fought, I don't know if it's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's like business or hustle mentality. I really never needed the money. It was just something fun and creative to do. But mm-hmm. um, even with this, you know, like, like when I first started, you know, it was like, same thing. It's like, I just wanted to do it. You know, one of my, it was, I was making beats. <laughs> I was making beats, but it was not working for you, boy. I was singing and rapping, trying to wasn't working for you boy but i think the times when i started doing it was probably like oh nine mm-hmm. i've been doing this for 10 years so you couldn't you didn't have soundcloud all these cool yeah like maybe oh, myspace no. but you know it was different you know yeah. so you, you didn't have no youtube that would give you all these tutorials like you do now so it's like 
you can think of somebody who knew how to do it. Yeah, right, you got to know people. You got to like find somebody to get you in the game. So that wasn't what it caused. But I think I just was an artist trying to find my medium. So mm-hmm. I guess if that makes sense. So it's like I'd be in drawing class, couldn't draw for shit, and then like, well, I could draw, but it wasn't like the typical straight line. I don't know. It's like, but then when I found directing, well, this. I saw, I don't know what it is. I think I was, one of my homies had a camera and just really studied really hard on YouTube what kind of camera to buy. So I just bought a camera, like a T2i for all the camera heads, I guess you can say. And then mm-hmm. one of my homies would just always record. It's like, let's just shoot some music video. Let's see what happens. So I would shot a little music video for him, went to the school, used like, it's an Apple program, the iMovie at the time, mm-hmm. to like edit it. And so, you know, we just made a little music video and then, Next week, he was like, yo, I got these homies around where we're from. I'll give you $600. Shoot the I was like, y'all going to pay me $600 to do some shit again? Like, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's what happened. It started doing like that. It started happening. So um, from there, it was just a lot of trials and tribulations, you know, like stuff with my mom and then um, different things in my life that kind of just started colliding, you know, like mm-hmm. the creativity part, I guess, to get to with the full spectrum of it. It's really just like, you know, getting basically I was in school and I got out of school because my my actual head of the office was like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you, why because I was like one year for finishing school and the guy was like, why are you so distracted? I was like, I'm doing this video stuff and flying, shooting artists. Like, there's one no artists at the caliber that we're gold caliber. We're just like, you know, you grinding yourself, you're just having fun, doing something you enjoy. I love yeah. editing, I love shooting, being a creative. Like, I wasn't even shooting photos then. I was just shooting video because it made money. You pay me money, I'm going to go get that for $100 and come back home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was fun. I just remember him saying, like, if, if you're passionate about it, then why don't you do it full time? I was like, what you mean? Like, I'm trying to finish this degree. I'm paying y'all to be here. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's like, but nah, like, I'm a dean of the fucking social, social. I was a social worker. You know what I mean? Trying to become a social worker. And he was like, I'm a dean of the thing. I remember my, he just kept saying, like, I remember my father owning an auto mechanic shop. And he was happy every day to his die. I'm up here being a dean of the school, getting paid $6,000 a month, but I hate being here. I'm like, mm. every day I think about going to fix cars. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then the military was the same thing. It was like, this, uh, I was getting out of the military, same situation. It was like, you know, that same conversation kind of came up. It's like, well, if maybe one day we'll see you be a, a famous director. I'm like, all right, all right, sure. You know what I mean? So I was in the military full time. I came off active and then like came reserve. But reserve is like, it's like a lot to it because you have to kind of bounce back and forth. You got to be a soldier. You got to go pass your tests in the military. You got to pass your tests at school. And then I'm off running the world trying to get some money. And then all these things all kind of work together because, you know, you got to make sure your scholarships, the money's straight. So like everything oh, started wow. just colliding and colliding, you know what I mean? And then my mom, she had sarcoidosis. And so like over like 10 years span and she finally passed away. So everything just kind of like ended. That was holding me back. And then the creative part just kind of started where we moved to LA and then like it wasn't an uphill battle, but you know, just pretty much for that, the creativity part just kind of started with that. I can keep going, going on, and going on, but I mean, the creative path just kind of like you know, just you know, do instead of doing directing, you maybe should start doing photography. So I just start grinding photography out, just like figuring stuff out, you know. So everything for me has been pretty much grassroots, just like learning and learning and failing and failing and failing and learning and learning and like just hustling and hustling and having like you know the mentality of like you know adding. Uh, music's easy because it's like kind of like a law of attraction you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's like you can do something and somebody sees oh who did that you know it's like and the space is a lot more crowded than maybe say I don't know any other type of business like you know NFL probably doesn't need they do now but you know at one point they didn't really need like a music video or something creative I mean I don't know just the creative journey was kind of like that you know it's just like 
kind of figuring out as you go situation. Yeah, man, that's, there's a lot to even unpacking that. That was that was tough because there's a lot of things you said in there that I know I've questioned before or I've heard before or like I've I've had conversations about. So that's it's lots to unpack right there for people. I like that. I love that, bro. <laughs> like for real, especially when like you talk about the dean, like yeah. me and my, my my fiance now we 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 and I guess I'll be honest, she'll probably hear it. We're we're, yeah. we're having this uncomfortable conversation for me personally. And I think it's because we have different kind of careers. Her career, I mean, I wouldn't say it's more set in stone, but it's like you go to school and you kind of keep working towards getting that position. As in my 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 path is a little different. It it, it involves, uh-huh. you know, maybe like just kind of, it involves more of like the creative space. It involves kind of also networking, but a lot more networking than it does like going to school or like, you know, getting the right job and things like that. It's kind of like, what are you doing in your spare time to get you to that point? And right. one of my, I always kind of have this idea of just um, I, I really believe in myself. I really believe in my, in my, in my passions and, and, and my, I have confidence in myself, you know, and it's right. come a long way to even have that amount of confidence. But at the same time, you know, I, I truly believe that like, I'm going to like my shit's going to come true. Like I'm going to manifest what I want to do. I've been seeing it for a long time. I have a lot of faith. I pray about it all the time. Like I know it's going to come true, but sometimes right. it's hard for somebody else to see that because they kind of want to prepare you to live like the normal life. Like, well, like if that doesn't happen, what are you going to do? And then you don't really want to think about that because Uh you're so focused on wanting to get it. But it's like that balance of like kind of pulling yourself down a little bit to kind of face that reality if you need to, Uh but not settling in that reality to where you just don't even go to get what could be there for you. Yeah. Right. So I mean, that makes total sense. So so it's, 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 it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot in there. Um, but one thing, but I not, do, like, go ahead. I mean, to cut you off, but I mean, like, what, what you said is like true. It's like, I mean, my girlfriend's trying to become a violinist, but, um, but still, what, what you said is like, uh, something I had to realize at some point too. It's like, you know, I, I, I when I was in LA, like everything was gone. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I would live in my car and stuff like that, but not to like dumb me down, but like, I would look, listen to like a lot of stuff like Will Smith would say, and it's like, you know, like my conclusion of it was like, you know, nobody is going to understand what you're doing especially if you really can't take advice from somebody who i hate to say this has it made it to a certain point you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there's somebody that you idolize and some whether it's the podcast world whatever maybe it's joe rogan i'm not saying who it is but (laughs) you know but you know the thing is like they were telling her the same thing as even with me it's like it's really true uh, somehow in the Bible, it says you have to make the people make sure the people at your table are the, the right people in some kind of way. Facts. So that, you know, like if you can fill your table, if you want to be the best podcast person in the world, then you have to kind of make your table. And, and sadly, your friends have to be achievers, you know, like mm-hmm. because the mindset of somebody that's trying to achieve something is different than somebody that's going to go on the job day to day. It's not the wrong with either one. What I've come to clue is like, you don't have to be the most richest person. You got to figure out what you want in this life. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it don't matter. People get to have millions of dollars and be like sad as fuck because they missed an important step. At least to me, it is like. Mm-hmm. But me losing my family, parts of my family, and then friends killing themselves, and then my dad having a stroke. It's like, yeah, you got to kind of. Hey, what do you really want out of this thing? So if you want to be wherever you want to be, nobody's going to understand what it is because if, if they haven't did it, then they're never going to understand what it is. Yeah. Most people live their life by, you know, going to school, getting the college experience is all you're really paying for. Unless you like, if I'm really going to think about what really going to make me some money on the guy, this thing is going to be computers and nursing. Right. Everything else is kind of like fillers and it's maybe engineering and some 
housing development thing, maybe engineers, yeah, but most of it's just fillers. I mean, you're going to school, get experience, being around girls, hanging out, doing your thing, but if your family or the people around you, that's anybody, anybody hearing this stuff, it's like, if your family, anybody around you is just like, went to school, didn't go to school, went to job, and they work in 95, then if they don't have a, a own a self-owned business, I guess you can say, is like, they're pretty much not going to understand the concept of that, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. pursuing what you're trying to pursue, and then it takes time, and if, you know, all these wonderful things, but everything's like that, you know, like, our society is just different than maybe, say, somebody that lives in, you know, Middle East, where, you know, almost everything out there is a mom-and-pop store, you know, that's why mm-hmm. you see Hispanics come here, and they you know, right. open up shop, you know, because they're used to that mentality. It's like, we teach in our, well, they're taught to, like, do things differently. We're, we're taught by the Caucasian white man, you know, follow the rules, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get your ass back in line, you know what I mean? So, I think with, what, what you just said is, like, it's a part of you, you have to figure out on your own way to surround yourself with the right people who think a certain way. I think, for me, when I was in L.A., after discovering that most people around me are people who are, are pretty much achieving things, so not, like, high achieving but majority of the people even if the graphic designers are like graphic designing for lvrn you know it's like what the fuck you don't yeah. really think about stuff like that but it's like but but i talk to them it's like we always talk about our our, our conversations are different you know and i listen to my girlfriend's friends talk their conversations are different it's like simpler thinking you know what i mean not to say that in a negative way but right, you know what i mean right. there's nothing wrong with either one it's like depends what you want that's so i was telling her it's like if you want to be the best violin you got to start putting things maybe we live in 2020, so it's almost you have no excuse. I mean, you're rambling, but you're you good. know you can you can you can you can figure this out. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. DM people, you can get some insight. You can get like, if I want to be where I want to be at, hey, the more I can study the path without taking it and trying to figure out I really want to take that path, the better off you're going to be. You know what I mean? And and once you're on that path, it's like you know people are not going to understand it at all. You know what I mean? People ain't not going to believe in it. I've had that all the time. My sister didn't believe in what the hell I was doing until she mm. saw my paycheck for the last two years. She's like, oh, okay. All right, little nigga, you get some money out here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't know if I can maintain it, but we getting there. You know, she's like, hold up now. How much you made today? All right, cool. <laughs> how do I do all this? Right, how do cool. I work this little camera I thing? How, how do you do this little nigga did this shit so fast? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, if you're, if you're trying to pursue something, just, you know, just take your time with it. It takes time, man. Like, and just, you didn't start walking overnight. So, exactly. Hey, think about walking. It's going to take you some time. You're going to fall. You gotta be okay with that, you know. That's a word, bro. One hundred percent. I appreciate that. I I know somebody gonna need that because I know I needed that for damn sure. So that's one hundred percent, bro. Now I want to talk about you mentioned it a little bit, and I think it's a pivotal piece because, you know, talk about moving to L.A. I think my two questions around one question I had around that was kind of what brought you to L.A. I didn't know if it was um where you and Scott uh things named Scott Laser where y'all's kind of path started to cross over. I don't know if that brought you to L.A. or which part it was, but like what brought you to L.A. and like. I know you mentioned how hard it was kind of like getting your feet on the ground and, and getting kind of set there. Um, what was that like and what brought you to L.A.? Man, it's a lot. It's another long story. But uh, I'm here for me and Scott. All about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using this podcast. Just let it go as long as you want to go. Yeah. But me and Scott. So I was doing my little thing in Charlotte with, I guess at the time, the biggest artist in Charlotte you can find. When the baby status was like, I thought it was the top tier artist. I mean, so... I've been in so many levels of just like the video scene and like, you know, working for one artist and see if you can get there together and, you know, give me the budget and we can just make some more cool shit. Uh, I've been in a situation where I'm the person, the artist's publicist, manager slash PR slash everything in the book, road manager, tour manager, you know, everything. So it's like, 
And so just like, so I met Scott through, I don't, I don't forget, fuck, De Niro, De Niro Ferrari was like from um, Charlotte. So oh, okay, bet. Scott wanted to work for De Niro, but then Scott was moving to LA. And so I met Scott tentatively. I wasn't even going to meet Scott one night. I never told him this stuff. Like one night he, he texted, text, he sent me an email. He's like, yo, I want to do some stuff for De Niro because I see y'all doing some stuff. which seemed like the biggest stuff he was doing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was like, do you want to meet up? I was like, yeah, sure, cool. So I met him. I thought he was black. He was white. But he was cool, he was cool as shit. You know what I mean? It's like, and it was like, it was cool. So we had a little conversation. And I didn't really think more of it. And then, you know, he said he wanted to like do some stuff together, work together with De Niro stuff. But then Scott moved to LA. So I'm moving to LA. Take my chance because Scott's like an editor, like a, a full editor. He works at an uh, actual production house. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he didn't, I don't know if he's talking about Cole then, but I don't think he was either about to or about ready to start working with Cole. But so that happened, and then everything in my life started happening. And then, like, we started meet. I started meeting these guys that came from De- doing some videos for De Niro. His name was Mike, and Mike was like, You should move out to LA too. Just like, come out here, man, just, just tough it out. I was like, yeah, whatever, man. So I was just like, let no, me just sell my stuff. Tough it out is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not that. Well, now it's not that bad. Because my thing is, I've been in the military, so it's like, let me tough it out. It's like, I'm oh, used yeah, to yeah. hiking and, you know, sleeping on the ground for like it's overnight and like tough. minus degree. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ain't really much I can do unless you're shooting at me or I'm in the <laughs> middle of the hood, you know, which been there before. I mean, people getting shot before. But, you know, mm-hmm. making a long story short, like, most of our paths kind of like crossed that way. But then once we got to L.A., you know, everything didn't pick up. We just, you know, I just kept doing my thing and and everything kind of started happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's dope, bro. Dang. So, and Scott, and I know Scott's part of a production house right now. Is he also still the, the one of the film directors for Dreamville as well, currently? I'm not sure anymore. Um, I think Scott is, I think Scott's off doing his own thing now. Okay. And that's the plan. I think that's what he wanted to do, which, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. I think, um, I mean, Scott is, Scott by himself. I know Scott, personally you know i guess mm-hmm. like scott's really amazing like it's just like you know people that probably don't even know but you know scott started working with cole he got like a camera and he basically made a full documentary by himself which went to hbo i'm just like that's the for your eyes camera, only, the for your eyes only one or that's the dream it was one? the uh forest hill drive stuff he did a lot of the forest all that stuff on the forest hill drive he helped them out i'm not saying wow. He was the biggest part of it. The right. music does make a big part, but just got with that, and then just like being around Scott a lot, just like you know, as another director, you know, he is amazing. You know, what I mean, like I think sometimes people outgrow their space. I mean, mm-hmm. he probably still he's definitely gonna keep working with Dreamville. I'm not a Dreamville rep or anything like that, but it's like <laughs> it's just like you know, just like he helps you make money, and he's good at what he does. And you know, we can always make money together. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the connection is there forever. Bad. Yeah, yeah, always. Like him and Cole have a great relationship, and and a person can, you know, a person can shoot on a five thousand dollar camera and go off and make you money from a Netflix or HBO. It's like, come on, man! Like Hold this dude's kind of possibilities, right? Exactly. By himself, you know, with his own little camera, you know, edit because he knows how to edit really good. So it's amazing. You know what I mean, yeah, for sure. And you know, speaking of like the accomplishments, because you accomplish a lot and i know to you you may have a lot more that you want to do but to somebody like me it's just like damn like if i only get a not even like a taste of that life because i don't want to like say i idle anybody's life but just to see that because to me and and it kind of plays into the show like to me i always say this show is important because i want black and brown kids black and brown creatives to see and hear the stories and like kind of you know the vision of these journeys and things like that because oftentimes we can be told all day you can be whatever you want to be. You can be whatever you want to be. Da, 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 da. But yeah. 
that only holds so much value in a society to where like everything you see is constantly forcing you to feel some kind of way about yourself or question your life or like rush your process and things like that. So when you hear these like these stories, it's like, oh, like this isn't overnight. There's a journey. Oh, I'm, I'm right here in this life and it's really hard and I hate it. But like, oh, they've been there, too. So maybe this is a part of the process and things like that. But when I look at the things that you've accomplished and, and when you do accomplish these things, I know sometimes it's hard to like sit down and like really think about it, but does it ever trip you out that like you would end up working with like one of the most talented labels and groups and music today. And just, especially from the same state as you, like, oh, yeah, it yeah, always yeah. sounds like a movie yeah. to think about how everything kind of played out for you. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I think it's <laughs> weird. I guess now, cause I get more time to realize you start looking at old footage. You're like, how the hell did it have, you know, <laughs> I mean, and I guess that's how it works. I don't know how it works. You know what I mean? It's just, I think sometimes it's just like you said, it's like that's that, you know, part of that, not really part of the process. It's not say you move to Hollywood and you become successful. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many things I want to do, but I guess you just, for me, it's always just like trying to make, like you said, perfecting your own stuff and just like really, you know, if you, it's like I tell my girls, like you really got to make a choice whether it's a career or a hobby, you know, at some mm. point because yes. the career motherfucker is like, there's, there's different stages of career people. It's like, mm-hmm. there's like, I'm probably like a two. I always say it's maybe three. I don't know how many it is, but one might be they're making money from it is what it is. And two might be I'm finessing and hustling and, you know, I'm doing a little bit of everything. And I might get there how I get there. And three is like, they savage. Like, so that cut anybody <laughs> off. Like, they're like a, a bad driver out here. Like, but they, they're there and they're just like mowing you over. You know what I mean? Like, mean necessary says, to get there. Any way to get there. And they're there, they're going to probably keep through the same way. And like, they're like, you know, wolves and sheeps, you know what I mean? Like, they like alphas out here trying to get it, you know what I mean? And like, and they maybe are getting out to get in different ways, you know what I mean? But, but I think for us to say, it's like that saying, it's like, you got to really figure out what you want. Like I always say, it's like, I've learned with people, like I said, dying around me. It's like, man, this shit don't really matter. It's just really about what you really want out of this right here, out of yeah. this, this system, you know what I mean? Because it's hella people that were kings and queens in Egypt at one point, but shit, look at Egypt now, like... You can only see one pyramid, you know what I mean? They got the people yep. slaving for them. It's like, nobody even know who these people are. Nobody going to idolize the people no more. It's moved on, you know? Like, you know, you can think about any rock band that happened in the 80s. Nobody cares about it. Nobody's talking about journey, you know, as a mm-hmm. culture. You know what I mean? Like, but that's why I said it's like, this stuff will pass over. But I guess it's all about what you want to accomplish for yourself or your kids or what are you really doing it for, you know? That's tough. And I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, too. Because one thing I've been even saying to myself, and I don't remember what sparked that idea in my mind, but it was just like, to me, I realized there's a difference between a job and a career. And it's right. like you do a 100%. bunch of jobs, and the jobs are like things that you need to do to kind of like sustainability. And da, 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 right, da. Right. But like the career shit is like the things that kind of evolve around the like, I would almost say like a lifestyle, like the things that you continuously want to do, right. the things that you take serious, like a business. And I've always told my friends and people on this show, like, you know, you're only as serious as you take yourself. So, like, if right. you want to be taken, and we're and you're born from day one, you know, especially with social media, you're you're always marketing yourself. Yep. And I'm heavy That's into it. marketing. And when you market something, you know, there's always the potential for a business. How are you selling yourself right. in an interview? How are you selling like yep. your shirts? Like, it's always like a, a a way you look to look at it. So, like that whole kind of, to me, it's like you said that whole kind of thing of like, the, the difference between like a career and just like doing shit like a hobby it's a switch man so it's like a whole different way of thinking like you said it's the whole spectrum you're studying your competition you're mimicking your competition you executing like you just that's how it is i mean that's business 101 but Mm -hmm. i mean but the thing is like it goes back to something you said earlier it's like you know a lot of people like we're not gifted to be born with families and 
and like moms and dad, like, you know, Jaden Smith, not to downgrade him, but you know, you have Will Smith and Jaden. You don't have to be an actor, actress, but you oh, have, <laughs> you, gotta be, you can just exist, really. That's yeah. all it really has to do. He knows that, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, you don't have somebody, or not even just that entertainment wise. It can be, you know, your dad owned, uh, my kid, like my uncle, he owns a farm. Like they had it for years. I mean, we're the countries, but you know, he taught his kids how to run a farm. Them it's boys make a lot man. of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. They make a lot of money. They own, a lot. They own their own land down there in the country. They have their own, like, cows and stuff but that's something that he gave them they also gave them that knowledge but they also had to like yo i enjoy this too and i mean number one i want to do this and it's, i mean number one, that's the main thing but mm-hmm. that that's that thing is like if somebody if you don't have the parents or whatever you want to do like want to be the best you know a person who has a doctor as a mom that wants to be a doctor it's gonna be a little easier for them because they have somebody look what do i need to do you need to go these footsteps follow this right here don't do all the extra ass bullshit you know? if you yeah. don't have that you know what i mean then it's like you got to figure that shit out. You know, you got to have mentors or like, or just, or, you know, 2020, work. you can YouTube it. How do you get there? You know what I mean? I'll mm-hmm. take what you heard. I can apply it some kind of way, you know? For sure. But, For sure. Yeah. Now, look, I want to get into, and, and like I said, I know I, when I have people on my show, I try to do as much. I try to do a certain amount of research because you need to know about people, of course, like any good fucking person would know before they have a conversation with somebody but to me what i like to i don't like to like deep dive and know everything because to me that takes away the authentic part of having like the actual conversation you know what i'm saying All right. so if i'm it wrong or if i'm kind of off on any of these things just let me know but okay i want to talk about one of my favorite j cole albums and, okay and that's gonna be uh and it might be a hot take for most people which fuck it i don't care for your eyes only that's one of my favorite cole albums of all time Fire. And that album was it was amazing to me because not only did it like and it there was something about what he was saying and there was something about the story and it wasn't even on top of that and it's something that I always commend Cole and just the Dreamville Camp for it's like the way they roll out these projects it's similar to one of the reasons why I, I enjoy uh, Donald Glover so much because it mm. kind of creates it's a art that is created to fully immerse you into like the world that he is trying to bring you in for whatever amount of time that is. It isn't just a song that you enjoy for three minutes. It isn't just an album you enjoy for an hour. This is going to put you into a world where you start thinking about things. You start reaching out to certain people. You start kind of, you know, having a different headspace about things. You start having different conversations. Like that's what his albums do. And like, that's not easy for like the average artist. And that's what this album was to me. It was just so, Made you think about a lot of stuff that touched on so many things. Like you don't even know really what perspective he's coming from for a lot of the album right, until right. you really get he's into gone. it, you know? Right, right. So like what was the part and you were a part of this process, I believe, correct? Like putting some things together. Just, things? Well, not as far as the music side, but um right. more so just like <laughs> capturing of the album cover mostly, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it really from my standpoint. But that's big to me though, because like in, in a world to me where I think maybe and maybe I'm a little bit wrong on this, but maybe like the value of like album and song covers is coming back because you know the digital world of things so right. i mean like the album cover says a bunch like if, right right like you know what i'm saying like it says so much like when you think of cole's albums always speak a lot of volumes whether it's 2014 uh 2014 four so drive where he's sitting on a house and what that house meant the whole yeah, meaning behind that yeah. you know what i mean and oh, then how do you manage to get it how do you manage to but, you know, get this right. Like, how do you get to 2014 and you got this? Album? I was like, how do you do that? <laughs> it's so crazy. Did like, you really grow up there cold? Like, yep. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did that happen? That's, that's, boy, that don't get no, you don't get no easier than that. Right. It's so crazy. It's but like, layup. 
How, so how did you how did, how did that even come together with you helping shoot the cover? And I, I know that you know it was you were I think you were just kind of around. Um, well, you tell the story. I, I know I read a little bit on the story as well. But like, how did that even come oh, yeah. about? Most of it's just because of Scott. Um, <laughs> it's really what it came down to. Like, I was like, well, it, it, like I said, it just it, if you think about consciously, it's just like you know I was living in L.A. Well, it's a lot more story to it. But I guess like mostly just Scott. You know, just mm-hmm. like. I mean, as far as the caption and stuff, I mean, honestly, I wasn't the biggest Cole fan. So, like, I knew Cole because he's from North Carolina, but right. I, don't, I don't know every album. There was like, okay, I know the hits. Well, it's a lot of little things that kind of parallel between Cole. Like, his first bigger music video was done by, like, my mentor, the director, um, Cliff, Clifton, Clifton Bell. I can't say dude's name sometimes, but um, mm-hmm. and Clifton did it. So, I knew him from North Carolina. So, oh, damn, Clifton did it. I know it was cool. I was, so, I was looking up at Clifton. Like, yo, he's like the guy, you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I'm seeing Cole, Cole's in there, Cole, cool. And then one of my friends, Lada, he knew Cole. So it's like, they grew up together in Fedville. So I was like, I never really, I honestly never met Cole. I was like, okay, I remember one night Cole came to the show. I don't know what album it was. I was trying to get my album signed. My, my boy was like, I forgot to get you on sign. I'm like, bro, that's fucked up. I didn't even really follow Cole. It was just like, cool thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and then later on in life, here we go, you know what I mean? So. But then with Scott, Scott, I guess like I said, Scott knew Cole and, and Scott would show me the videos he directed for him. But I didn't really like, you know, it's so weird because it's like everybody hits me and definitely everybody in Dreamville about, yo, I want to work for him. This be my dream job. I've never did that. You know, I was just like, well, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even my goal to do things for Cole. It wasn't even my goal to even meet Cole. I'm the type of person where I'm like, if if – I don't move to LA. I was like, I'm gonna figure out my own shit. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. even care about what, what Scott was. I was just happy for Scott. Like, hey, bro, turn up, do your thing. I think I might like, yo, let's do a music video together. Got no text back, but I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know your position. It was like, but then it just kept me. Just I just did my little photography stuff with some random people around LA. It was just like it wasn't nobody even big. You know, I just started trying to find my own style. Like meet with some of my friends that were like my friend Jabari Jacobs. He's like at the time he was like doing his own little thing, came from VA. So it's like a lot, it's like I said, it's like, you, you once you get around people who are doing stuff or are hustling in LA, it's, I always say LA because everybody's there for a reason, but mm-hmm. you kind of surround your circle with people all doing stuff. So passing jobs around is like whatever. So I think it kind of happened mostly because of Scott and then, you know, as far as the capture and everything, it just kind of just came to, I don't know what it was. Honestly, like, it's like, we I just had fun, you know, it was like, we was on a tour bus for a week. Um, the first time I met Cole, I was randomly putting him. I was first time being on a tour bus. I was remembering to this day. I was putting my shit on the bottom bucket. He was in the back, like just chilling on his phone. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's like, all right, he's back here in the back. Walk back up. It was, it was awkward as shit. It was like, but I don't know. It's just like weird. But then you know, meeting Cole, it's like you know, it's it's so weird because it's like. He's like so cool, and it's like so weird from somebody at that time. And still to this day, it's like I met several artists down this path that have nowhere near the same success, and mm-hmm. probably about ninety-eight of them percent of them are just jerks or assholes. I mean, some kind yeah. of way. And I, mean, I was like, "How the fuck are you not a fucking jerk? Where's it at? Let me see it. Let me. Where's that person at? You know what I mean? <laughs> it comes out when he's like around business people. He has to turn it on at some point because shit, bro. Like, you can't just come up to me and just take this whatever. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. not just personally, but like if you in the space and studios, like you can have a regular. It's like so weird. It's like it's like your best friend from school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Type of situation. But yeah, usually all that stuff can happen between Cole, mostly between Scott. I mean, and then. The caption, like I said, of the album was just like just shooting images, you know, just and, and you know, 
the cover. It was so weird to cover how it got picked. It was, it, the, the whole for your eyes experience, like I can really tell poor. I'm like, I don't care about doing any more album covers. Just like not really cold, but just like the whole week of being around and how they was cold with like the documentary stuff. I'm probably going past the question, but it's like the documentary part of it's like it was just so free form. It's like mm-hmm. somehow Scott and Cole was like, This is do this shit and we would just pop up places and like but the cool thing, like usually what happens like people usually just come up and want to be fans. People were just like talking Cole regularly. It was like and we were just capturing, you know, it's like whether it's me capturing on on the film um like photos or it's like I might go off with Cole. Like some of the best parts with that black woman at the end. And like we just Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was yeah. me and Cole first time with Cole. I was like, damn, I really got shooting shit with Cole. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm gonna pretend like I do, you know what I mean? Cause <laughs> that was the first time using film, like film cameras and like had digital camera too, but it's just like I just trying shit out. It's like have fun. He didn't really care. He was like, let's just yo, I'm gonna stand in front of his flagpole. I don't know where the fuck we was at. We was in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I like shoot. I'm gonna perform the song. E behind us, his manager with the shit on his on his cell phone. Like, bro, this feel like we goddamn in the hood. Like, we're in the hood, but it's like we used back in number one. You've got a million dollars in the bank. Ten, twenty million dollars. Why do we feel like we, we ain't got no production? We have to do this. It's kind of weird. Somebody gonna come up to us, but he just went through his did his thing. The next thing you know, the woman walks out and she just starts having a conversation with him. But the thing that got me about Cole was like, you know, I don't know that whole process. Like everything about it was just like crazy and like. That, that conversation he had with her, it was like, what the fuck? What is the coincidence this person coming out and having that deep conversation yeah. with her? And then and I was like, damn. And being that fuck? open That's, about that. Right. And it's like, he just talking, she's just talking. Like, you don't even know this nigga. She don't even know who he is, number one. And then, like, from that, we go to Louisiana State A&T or some black college, and he had this big dragon in band waiting for him to come perform it, and nobody sees footage of and then they, 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 like, can you come back to the band room and have a conversation with all these mm-hmm. 40 kids, all black kids, all playing the band, probably graduated now, hopefully God. But uh, <laughs> but he's, he brings up that same conversation from her and only me, him, me and him are all the ones that kind of heard our whole situation. But I was like, damn, this, he really felt that way consciously about how I felt. And I was like, yeah, I really fuck with bro. Like it's just not even just like on a business or branding or any type. So like if, any artist I worked with before was that real. This the motherfucker right here. I was like, I I'm glad it's a breath fresher air, but like it's good to know that he didn't do it for the camera. He did it like he really felt that way. You know what I mean? And that whole process, that whole week was really just an experience. Just like it just felt kind of unsurreal, but it's just like it's kind of weird how everything was being captured. Not so much about being around cold and Dreamville and all this other shit. It was just like you know what the fuck, you know? The cover wise was kind of the same way. It's like we just. The kid was just randomly out there, and we, I just saw the kid. I was like, shit, shot the shot. And then I was like, he told me at the beginning of the week, it was like, if you see anything that looks cool, let me know. I'm like, but you, but you didn't give me no direction. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you want me just to go out here and just shoot photos? And then, like, crazy shit is, um, we was in Fedville, like, kind of at the beginning. We was at this car wash, and then, like, we shot this image. He was like, y'all, fuck with that image. That's it right there. And then somehow the car didn't work. It just stopped working. The, the memory card just crashed, and I don't... Wow. Never happened again in life. It just could never get the image back. And then three days later, like, if you find anything else, let me know. And, you know, I don't know these niggas at all. It's the first time beating these dudes. And so I'm nervous as fuck. It's like, oh, well, I went to the back. It was like him, E, Cole, <laughs> him, E, Scott, looking at me like, so, well, so I think I might have found something. <laughs> it's like finding <laughs> fucking gold. You know what I mean? It's like, I think I might have found a rock somewhere. 
I gave him the whole pitch. Like, this has something to do with this. I never did a black and white album before. I'm like, you know, this nigga likes this shit. And then he's like, oh, that's fucking dope. I, I like that. That's hard. That was it. And then what so happened was that, you know, Felton, he just randomly found the same image. And I mean, it's like, it wasn't even like, someone's like, the image kept kind of staying there, even though mm-hmm. I think I might have put in a photo, like, here's some ideas of things that here's a select. But I mean, I shot like 10 plus thousand photos that are never going to see the light of day, but they're right. just, you know, but that one image and that whole experience from the imagery and production side was just like, I don't know, you know, if you somebody, if you saw it and you felt some type of way, then maybe that's what it was for, you know? And that's even shit crazy. And that's why, that's why I brought it up because I knew there was more to it. And I, I don't know Cole personally, you know, Cole way better than I do, obviously. But one thing I know about Cole as somebody who is just so passionate about music and just the art and the culture of it and things like that, I wasn't the biggest fan of Cole like in his mixtape days. Like, I, I, I oh, liked yeah. him, but I wasn't like sold on him, I guess you could say yet. Uh-huh. And as he started, you know, going deeper into his career, um, I was just a really big fan. But I think I became a really big fan of J. Cole as a person. And there's something about yeah. the appreciation that he has for authenticity and mm-hmm. moments that I think made me appreciate him a lot because it's like, it really is. He really has a thing for like real authentic moments. What is happening in the moment? What is happening in yeah. his life? Like that vulnerability right. and that aspect of things. And it's like you almost can't. You almost don't have a choice but to relate to it because it's a real fucking life. But there is no, yeah. there is no world that he's creating. This is like the world that we live in. He's just showing you parts of like the what thing it is, that he's yeah. yeah, what it is. And so, All right. to hear your story about like you know with with the child. Um, you know, it's kind of having this like look on his face, not knowing who Cole who is, is really, or, like right. what even the whole like, how everybody, cause, you know, everybody else is seeing this in an ent- entirely different light. They're like, "Wow, J. Yeah, Cole's right. here," you know, da 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 da. But this kid is just innocent, and he's just taking in life. And right. you know, you hear kind of the things that Cole's talking about in the album about you know him having his first child, and you know, right. it's like more of like an adult album, but still, you know, being black, you know, being a black right. kid, and and seeing those things and growing up in these neighborhoods, and then the story just about you know. The gentleman who passed and his daughter, you know, like for your eyes only, like reading the story and, and growing up without him. And like you see the cover and, you know, you tell me how the things come together and it sounds like they're all separate. But in reality, it's almost like this whole thing where they come together, whether they wanted to or not. So it's like this beautiful, like, I don't know, just how things just come together. Things just being in the right place. Or like you said, maybe it was just having certain right. people at the table for something and you get the certain people, you get the right people at the table and then you get... You know, what you were trying to maybe serve or the dinner that you were trying to make or whatever it is. So Right, right. That's true. That's super fire. Um, but I wanna go into like one of like I said, the the thing that caught my eye that introduced me to you, and that's Prime Magazine, bro. Top fire. So before I started podcasting, I was using um some of my old journalism skills from college with like InDesign and other programs to lay out my own magazine with the brand that I had called Good. It was GUD, standing for give a damn and all that kind of stuff. And eventually I got tired of like that whole name. But it was like my first creative like thing to just do some cool shit that I like to open up another thing. But um it was it was a, a similar concept to kind of what I do now, but just you know, more localized and focused on like Texas and local things there. And I don't know, I don't know if it was just bad timing after a while, but I just wanted to create other things. But seeing Prem blew my mind because it took me back to that like time in my life and I was seeing how you were doing things in the execution and like it was like so 
not that it wouldn't be professional, but the way it was done, it was just like professional. It was, it just seemed like the caliber of the big magazines that we all try to celebrate and that we all kind of look to all the time. And I was like, this yeah. is amazing. And I know that, you know, it's more than just a black owned magazine, but like seeing that as a young black man was like, like, here we go. Something for us. You know, I remember going to the hair salons yeah. and like my mom or, you know, her taking me to somebody who is at that shop that can cut my hair or whatever. And seeing like the jets, the Ebony's and things like that. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. I said, with the whole Vogue challenge, just kind of brought me back to like, damn, like this Vogue, whoever runs Vogue and whoever is like around that whole magazine, they don't care about us. Like they use our image and promote it for whatever they're trying to get to. But like, they don't really fuck with us. Like even that the lady or whatever who owns it was just like, I apologize for not hiring more people, which, well, oh. like, cool. Good job for apologizing to not, you know, for not hiring and admitting your mistake. Well, like, what are you going to do about it? You know, like, are you going to start right. including black people? Or are you just going to give us whole like, fake speech about like the blanket of having diversity like what are you gonna do but that's why i was so happy to see this and i, and I just followed it um like religiously um just to kind of see what's going on because the covers are always eye-catching the content is always something music fans will love including myself um now like with this brand i know it took a probably a whole lot of work and a whole lot of like this kind of time before you actually brought it to life um, especially when you think about the supreme name and playing it all out how, <laughs> right. did, how did this come to life well man it just became a thing of just like uh as far as the magazine part like really came my, one of my was one of my friends uh the same guy that <laughs> graphic design for lvrn mm -hmm. name's post i call him his name is uh jose but i call him posty <laughs> 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 But it was low though. Like with this, it seemed it's kind of the same thing. Like with the, we was, I was crashing. We was living at my friend's Fora. Fora is like a hip hop artist that just dropped the track with Janae Aiko the other day. But it's just like Jeez. being around people that just like like Fora is like uh, he's fucking I think he's twenty six now. He's turned twenty six couple of days. Like he's twenty six and he's kind of that type of person. Like just like he's he grew his own empire. He has a record label. He has his stuff. He produces. He he just. It's an artist that kind of just like did it by himself with his homies that was kind of changed over time, but that's how life how life works. But right. um, you know, what I mean, people <laughs> get a little money, everybody like a little weird. But he's like kind of like you know, but being around them, it's like oh wow, y'all got it. they're like a little miniature Dreamville. It's like mm -hmm. you got well, kind of you know what I mean. But they have their own following, but they kind of made it themselves. They're like four is uh, mixed. He's black and white. Mm -hmm. Um. And a lot of homies are Hispanic, you know, but everybody has that mindset. Like, you know, if you got someone making beats, they're making beats all day. We got a house. Everybody's grinding. You know, like, it's right. not that same thing. So we always, so you're being around that environment all the time with people. It's like, everybody's working on something. Well, you know, if I go to Post, Post is working on production for like the, you know, merch drop. They're selling like a million dollars worth of merchandise every drop. So it's like, they're like, you know, they're getting to the money. They have warehouse. So it's like, you get a chance to see it in multiple fashions, whether it's coal, people around you and stuff like that. So the post it kind of came, you know, you should do, should do a preem. Should be, I don't know. He said something about magazine. I was like, bro, I ain't fucking that, that supreme shit because it's like, it sounded like supreme. Like, mm -hmm. that shit whack. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, just, fuck it. Let's do it and see what happens. I think we just I started making merchandise at first, right? I was like, let me just make some merchandise and see how it goes. I went around them all the time. So I get all the school to the game. Like, what, what kind of fabric should I be using? What kind of, you know, so I'm just like, if I can learn how to do merchandise, I might learn how to do it now. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. around everybody that does it. They know every single person in LA that does it. They know how to make it. He, he know how to design it. Mm -hmm. He can give me the step-by-step, -step, the best, I mean, the breakdown. So start with just being merchandise. I was like, I need to get my merchandise out there. Who am I going to give it to? I mean, I remember saying that shit to Boss. Boss said, <laughs> boss said, he said his girlfriend got it. And she wears it around the house. Like, bro, you supposed to tag it. I was like, you know what? I ain't fucking with this shit. 
<laughs> so it was just like, nigga, I don't help then, you like, out. <laughs> nah, bro, it was it was a struggle. I was like, I think Kaz was fucked with it. Kaz posted like, damn, fire. I mean, Lexi, Lexi, I don't know if you know Lexi Alaj, but she like, yo, send me some stuff. So I sent to her. She's like, I'm gonna tag him when I wear it. I'm like, he ain't wear it, though. you know. So it became a struggle, just like <laughs> trying to figure out a place of things. So, but eventually, I like, I think some kind of clicked at one point. I was like, I think I hit Derek, Derek, this boss manager, and I was like, mm-hmm. yo, yo, can you help me out with the people that um, break mad? That's like in um. UK, and I was like, they was like, yeah, hit you up. Never got an email back. Never got a text. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn. So I'm working with Cole. What is what it comes to at some point? If you're a creator, it's like, yeah, you're working for Wiz, whoever you're working for, or you know, even if you, I don't know if you heard that, but um, if whoever you're working for, even like Cole Stylus is like, you know, you're working for these top names people, but you only can do so much at the top. It's like, okay, I can only do these type of photos or yeah. I can do these cool ass photos, but there's a whole photo shoot me and Cole had. You would never see, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't like that one picture. I'm like, bro, you only like the black and white. We did all these colors shit and all this flame <laughs> shit. I work no, for I like that one. <laughs> right. That's it. He, he likes a certain thing. It's like, so your creativity, your, your expression of your creativity only goes so far. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was one. And then like, also just like being a photographer at a time, like, yo, can we, so I was like, yo, can we take these images? And cause I thought at the time you can take fit images of Cole and, you know, maybe you can sell them to the magazine or like, let's give these magazines Cole, give these images of Cole. Like, no. <laughs> so it's like, so it really became a thing of just like limitations of from, a, from more so from a photographer standpoint. Mm-hmm. But um, that's kind of where it kind of started. It's like, you know, being shut out. And it's like, when I, once I started, like I said, mimicking your competition, it's like, once you study your competition, who, who, who am I trying to work for? Mm-hmm. Oh, Brick and all these people, even like I think Nude Magazine, like these little magazine companies are like, you know, like basically my age, you know. So it's like, oh, right. these are like regular ass kids. Some of them younger than me, like they're your age. I mean, mm-hmm. same concept, just like there's a, there's a strategy to it, you know what I mean? Um, but the difference between me and them is like, I am a photographer. I mean, I know hella photographers. I mean, I know hella people. So it's really just like that wasn't the thing. It was like, let me just do this. And I was like, and I started thinking about it. I was like, well, this shit can go really good for me because i don't have to because before what happens with most time photographers is like they'll send an email to an artist and be like yo let's shoot i'm like for what you know <laughs> like it's kind of like why i'm not paying you no i'm not gonna pay you one and number two you're probably not gonna do your idea and then you're gonna either it's gonna be purposeful you're like so now it gives it purpose like okay now i can shoot them from my magazine now you can but at the beginning it was like you know struggle like who is going to do this shit so i was like yo let me figure out who that's going to be so with jinx and Hell, Jameson is like one of my favorite artists in the world. I was like, let me just pitch to him. I didn't really have much. I think I did like a little magazine myself. And it's like, yo, this is cool. But I don't know. It just it was the process. Like you said, it's like even with this podcast you're doing right now, it's the same process. Like even though I might have a little bit up on you, but, you know, just really just like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people, you just got to get it the line the right way, you know? Yeah. But it's the same thing. It kind of started from just like being shut out, you know, and then like, and it became more. And then at first my idea was like, yo, you should broaden shouldn't just be i didn't want it to be about me it's not about me it's more about just it being itself and then it um it was like broad in space like we should get everybody so i just wanted to kind of get i like music mm-hmm. so I was like let me just get people all around where we have people from india people in tokyo and stuff like that and then as we started getting publicists and stuff on pr people and after this, me and my girlfriend did this it'd be just me and her or just you know her interviewing somebody that that i know that were like yo just give us the thing but as you grow some of the same thing, it's the same concept. It's like making music videos. You got to find somebody and they see it and then somebody sees it, et cetera, et cetera. And then you kind of, oh, this is solidified now because I've seen 50 people on this on this thing that I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But 
You know what I mean? So it's just like after uh, this year, really kind of like at the beginning of the year before everything even started happening, I was like, it should just be black on. And then and it also came to a lot of things with the merchandise was the same concept too. Like my, my homies, he was like, all you got to do is figure out your target. That's it. Your target right. fan base, your target audience. Like motherfuckers fuck up when they try to think about everything. It's too broad. Mm-hmm. That's why when clothing wise, he was like, you just got to figure out what works. So if it's, Sad to say, Supreme makes the box logo. So they know they can go ahead and create all these fucking designs, but that box logo is the heat. They're going to give you that box logo probably once a year. Because, oh shit, we're going to make all the money back off this box logo. When they see that shit, oh shit, a cool camouflage box logo. And they go crazy. It's going to cost us $5 to make. We selling that bitch for 50 We making all the money back. So you can do anything you want to once you find your target. That's with merchandise. That's with podcasts. That's with everything. If you have a donut shop, you got to find your target place to be at. Mm-hmm. to attract certain people so all that's been the last two years is just you know getting to that part so it's if it's black on everything happened in the world kind of happened where it is and like my pup's like you doing the right way because hell you're black there ain't nobody else black you know most everybody works for is black you know but then it's like this process like with your podcast you're trying to figure it out you know like that's the process of getting to where you wanted to be at and maybe it goes beyond where you thought it was and it's like making a baby or having a baby it's like you got to teach that motherfucker how to walk. You got almost teach that motherfucker how to make money for itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and so that's kind of like preem in a nutshell. But now we're talking about the daytime. It's like okay, it's a little more layers to it now. We got extra writers, and you know, even now it's like telling our black writers. You know, it's it's a girl from Australia, not Australia, but Amsterdam that writes for us. But you know, mostly if we got black artists and we got we black people, you know, it's like BET. You go to BET, I expect it to be kind of black over there. You know what I mean? Expect and to be, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It may not be all the time because they have to appeal to the world, but you know, mm-hmm. but that's kind of like, kind of, you know, Prem kind of started from just like being turned down and then like, you know, giving people opportunities like, you know, uh, like Majine does stuff for us. And uh, I knew Maz when she first started, when she was in the Bay with this other artist I was trying to be a manager with one time, just kind of fucked everybody over. That's, what, that's the game of management. The game, yeah, but that's the that's game. The, that's, that's a hard game to play. That's a, <laughs> Russian roulette there, but so Majine has been, so I knew her but before she like, she's probably not the biggest stylist, but like just giving somebody the heat every month. She, like, she does all the styling stuff in, in LA. She holds it down production stuff and like, and then she now after about like the 34th shoot back in like two years ago, now she has like a little client. I mean, like, she has a lot of people she can pop around with. She does music videos with like one of my other friend and does like, her name's Child. She does like hella music videos. They're all kind of black, mm-hmm. kind of in a sense of creativity. So I'm watching the people is working for them, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's kind of what it is, giving people opportunities. You may not be able to give people opportunities all the time, but in, in, this, in, this, in this thing, it's like, you know, it's becoming, you know, not a hobby anymore. It's becoming a career. I might spend all day working on something, you know what I mean? It may not get no money from it. It's like, or it's like, this doesn't make a lot of money yet, but over the last six months, you might've made $1,000. That's might've been, that's the highest you made in the last three years. You know what I mean, but it's working. Something's working, you know what I mean? And it, and, if it's not working to for people who are involved, it's working in with them career wise. Like, you know, our graphic designer went from she only did like two two issues, but she did this stuff for free. Now she's working at being at girls club. I was like, you should go meet with Hillary over at Building Boys Club. Now she's over there working, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like it's weird, but it's working, you know, it kind of started from nothing and it's like trying to make sure it has a you know, a certain name or like when people it's it's like that, like you talked about at the beginning of the conversation, like trying to perfect it or just like carve it out the right way make sure it's going in the right direction so that somebody like yourself or black or whatever it is you know when you 
it's so easy to talk about music conversation with these black artists, but it's like we had a, we had an interview with Rico Nasty, and I told Tim like, yo, you need to change it up. Like, fuck these fucking goddamn music questions. She can go to goddamn Vogue and get the music questions. You know what I mean? She can go to GQ and get the the white people questions. But when she come here, like, bro, she a black woman. You a black woman? Have a black question. And it really was a good conversation. Even yeah. like, and Tiffany had a conversation with Amina. I was like, yo, I didn't even know Amina was a port from. I, I, I'm not a big. I'm a big Amina fan, but I don't know his whole background, but. I mean, they say, yo, I grew up in Portland. And I knew white women because white women's white women's all around me. So I wanted to date white women. But you only other magazines and other comics only only can allow black artists to talk about that if they have a black interview, you know. But yep. if you have a company that's like, yo, our magazine is black, and when you see our images, it should feel a little Afrocentric. It should feel, yeah. you know, it should feel that way. Even though I don't know, I just feel like that's kind of like it's been changing over the years. But Prem kind of started with just like you know from one of the homies, you know what I mean? Just like, you should try this out, you know? And after that, I was like, yo, this is a good idea. Now I can go out here, I don't have to worry about Cole anymore. I can worry about the next Cole, you know? For Laying sure. down the foundation for that person, you know? If, if Cole wants to do it, cool. If not, then fuck it, you know? It's like, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm not supposed to work for this guy forever and he's not going to work forever. He's like, look, bro, I'm out. I made my 10 million off X or so, X or so. <laughs> I'm, I'm out, bro. Like, I'm good, you know what I mean? Yep. But you have to position yourself, you got to boss up at some point too. Or if, you don't have to, but you know, if you even if you're doing some, you don't supposed to be an employee forever. You're not. Right. It's the part of it being the career. You know, like the podcast came. Like even like Joe Bunny might have started rapping, made a podcast. Now he has his own channel. That's the evolution of having something. You know, mm-hmm. at some point, you know, that's what you would expect to happen. You know, exactly. But yeah, he kind of started that way. You know, so. I love that, bro. And you know, one thing I want to point out, and there's so much to take away from what you just said. So don't let me like what I'm about to say overshadow everything you said because there's so much okay. like yeah, dude, a food lot for thought in that, which I love. Um, but I think one thing that I thought was really important what you said was, you know, how you have people who kind of come work with you and like writers and like things like that. And they go right. on to become something else. And I right. always think to myself, the beauty of like you, right? So like you doing these things that you have a passion for that you love to do and things like that. And sometimes we just create out of the feeling that we have to want to like make something and create but All it's right. so interesting how sometimes within that you can find a purpose. Like who knew that you would start creating this and then this could potentially become something that would do something more than just for you, but could send others to like, you know, their next step, you know what I mean? Kind of right, be right. a place for them to kind of come and grow and then develop, which is right. very important, especially for like black creatives and creatives of color who have right. to unfortunately like try to figure it out themselves or have to like maybe go to somebody who doesn't look like them and hope right. that they kind of get that networking opportunity or kind of hope they get that opportunity over somebody who may look like the person that they're like, you know, shadowing or mentoring right. with or whatever it is. So I think it's always beautiful when you just create, cause you never know what that like gift that I think God gives us will hold for you and like what it will do for you and what it can possibly do for others. Like that purpose of right, it all. Right. So that's, that's super dope. Is, um, is, do you have like your own like podcast? And I know you have like your own podcast with them too. Is there somebody you have that kind of runs that area too and, and does those things? I saw that with Amine and things like that. How, how does that work on that side? Yeah, I've been actually been trying to figure that part out. I mean, um, when they're not really trying to figure it. That's kind of like the, that's the Corona stuff. Like the the, the Rona stuff slowed down a lot of the cool stuff we was post. I wanted to do this year. Like, mm-hmm. I, we the thing is. It goes back to the fact I know all these people. You know, I know hella directors. I know hella DPs. You know, they can. I mean, now that we have influence and power, I can grab these people. Hey, come over here and do this Rico Nasty document record. Oh fuck yeah, I come do that quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All you need is a camera, and I'm just gonna follow for a day. Hell yeah, I did. We already got the words. So, so it's like the podcast stuff was not a version of me. Like Majine is like very like she's Bay Area, so she's like 
wild and crazy. So when I see the Joe Joe Button did some stuff with some females, and it's like three females, like yeah, that was the idea I was trying to do this year. <laughs> it's cool, you know what I mean. But you know, but we have influence empire, you know. But you know, a lot of these things, like we had like a cooking thing we're trying to do with um Q. Q is like a cooker. He's a black guy from L.A. Cool, cool as hell. Love bro doing everything he does. Like same thing, you know. It's like. But, you know, we uh, have access to these places and we have, like, facilities and stuff we've been doing. So it was just, like, we was – my goal was to, like, start doing stuff. Like, just have like, – really what it comes down to, the more you can get people, vis- like, visual stuff, the better off you are. You know what I mean? Right, 100%. More, like, even with yourself, if this was – the stuff that you did do before this is all pretty much recorded. So it's, like, you know – but um, all that stuff is a powerful part. So it's, like, even the podcast, even, the, even if it's a Spotify thing, like, even that. I just putting stuff up there. You know, like, marking, like, looking back now, like, oh, my God. 300 downloads in six months like damn this is working so it's like i don't know who's going over here li- listen to it but it's like that i always believe that everything's a layering effect so it's like like you, your podcast or preem or being a director whatever it is the first year you're not gonna get there but that you take back and re- you like go back and okay let me see what's not working if you keep layering these things over and getting better and better it starts working you know what i mean so mm-hmm. the podcast is not a version of everything like you gotta create all the layers so if i want podcasts i want three girls having a conversation about something ain't even got to be perfect. We just got to start doing it. You know, if we want a cooking network, well, we got the influence. All we, we got to do now is just like put people in a space. But um, yeah, the podcast thing was something as well, but a lot of stuff kind of slowed down because of, because we have access to stuff in New York and LA. So it's, mm-hmm. it can go both ways. I mean, so it, and, and it became a thing after, especially with now it's like these labels like, yo, what else you got going on? And so it's like, it's kind of whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? We need something for people to do because that's what they get paid for. Like, you know, but um, yeah. So I just wanted to have a podcast for something. Um, that was one thing. Documentaries or something to do for the creative part for myself. Like I wanted to be directing documentaries and stuff like that. All the artists and stuff that came, each one of them for mm-hmm. myself, and then shooting images of myself of the prime people. You know what I mean, like you know, positioning myself like uh, as a brand as well outside of my own premium. So the premium stuff is just to get you to grab you, get you in the space, and after that, I can make my real estate off of you. Know what I mean? So for sure, I love that, bro, Batman. And, yeah. and, and listen, cause I got two more questions before we get ready to kind of get out of here. But if you yeah, ever need right. any help in the podcast realm or graphic design realm, you just hey, you think about it. We had the conversation. <laughs> hey, like, you know what I'm saying? Bro, uh, yeah, exactly. You I know just what you're hit saying. Me. You just hit. Yeah, bro. I will. They're gonna talk every good with this because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely something we can definitely do big bets bro but um one, so. and this is a bigger question and i want to i want to say because you've been i know you apologize for this a couple of times because i love people who talk like the long-windedness like i like yeah, listening like that's right. where i like really tune in because like sometimes you have these episodes where it's kind of hard and you have to really like all right sometimes pull something out of somebody or you do a lot of yep. talking so all i'm right. gonna ask this question because i think the last thing I'm going to ask is what do you want to manifest for yourself or what do you kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wish for yourself in 2021. But there's one thing that I had to ask and it stuck out to me when I was kind of like, you know, uh, looking into more information mm-hmm. and it was an article you did with billboard, I believe. And you mentioned how imperfections give character and how they invoke feeling. And this is a world that we live in. That I kind of mentioned earlier where everyone wants to be perfect or everyone wants to live a life through someone else, you know, and I hear your story. And it's uniqueness and the things that you go through from, you know, losing your mother, you know, the issues with your family to being in the military, which is a whole other conversation that we can get into. But like being in the military, being black, moving to L.A. from North Carolina, like everything that you've been through is your story. And it, all that involves your uniqueness and why you do what you do and why you are who you are. So I would love for somebody like you to speak to what is the importance of embracing who you are and what your actual potential is. Mm. I don't know. I guess um, I guess it depends on which on which which. I don't know. I guess I guess it's just I guess speaking. Well, 
don't know, I guess it's kind of hard to put how how to embrace it. I guess for instance, let's say for example, like Cole. Cole is, from my perspective of shooting him and being around him, mm-hmm. a little bit of time I have, that man is literally himself. You know, not he has to cut it on off, but he, from an artist standpoint, for what you answer your question, it's it's amazing for him to be himself because he doesn't have to pretend to be somebody. Right. Most almost, I'm, I'm trying to think of an artist. Ain't nobody. Maybe Kendrick a little bit, mm-hmm. but. Even Travis Scott has to put on a costume to be himself. You know, he has to right. wear his hair some way, or he has to wear a chain, or droop his pants to feel more youthful. Like these mm-hmm. are all conversations. Or female, or he has to be something else. She has to. She can't just be, you know, Courtney. You know, more. She has to be somebody else. So if yeah. you're Saint John, you have to be this idea of something that you are like this version of yourself. You know, like. But um, but what resonates a lot. It seems like the more these people are not characters and them humans, that's what people can relate to, you know. Right. So I'm not saying it helps in it helps in the entertainment field, you know. But I guess more like in life, I'm not. I think you just being yourself is what you should be doing, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I think if you're, uh, I don't know. I guess to answer your question, I can from I can only really answer from like a perspective of something else I've seen. But I think um, I th- I think also with that being said, it's like you know. And I think with what Kanye deals with with Kim and, and all his family and stuff, and like you know what Kanye deals with, just he's a Gemini one. But you know, just what dream are you chasing? You know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, is like you're still gonna die. You know, everybody, me, you both gonna die. Everybody hearing this stuff is gonna die at this point. You know what I mean? At mm-hmm. some point in time, you know, nothing so, forever. And nothing is never forever. Not yet until we figure out some shit to get past it. But which we probably will. <laughs> our Trump has a one. But I know it's just like you can't really escape that concept. It's like. You got to figure what what dream you you're buying into, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, and the, and the more you can able to be yourself, and at least in entertainment wise, the better off you are. You don't have to pretend or make something up. Better off you are. I mean, if you're able to make millions of dollars like Cole and just like and be, I can wear it. this. This dude can literally wear a fucking white tee and some shorts, and used to wear some Jordan ones, and he ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the day, you know what I mean? And people like, oh my god, he got the, you know what I mean? Like go crazy now, Pumas, yeah. but. That's 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 a that's a, a powerful thing. Nobody has that, you know what I mean? The dude can literally go from studio and he can be anywhere and he doesn't put a put a chain on, he ain't gotta fix his hair. He just him, you know. And that's but why, everybody's not blessed that much. Yeah, and, and that's and that's why I even asked that question because to me and I that's why I kinda mentioned like I I say it again, but like earlier in this interview I talked about like the the small blessing of this time choosing us to sit down and really look at ourselves because you know, before this, we're in a very fast-paced world. We're always seeing things, being something, you know, images that are forced in between us or the things that entertain us, constantly consuming those things. And whether we realize it or not, and there's one thing I've realized is that, you know, you have to pay attention to what you consume because sometimes you can consume yourself so much of those things that you may try to, like, un, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Unconsciously inherit those things or inherit those characteristics mm-hmm. or like, want to be mm-hmm. those kind of things, you know? Like, right, right. For example, somebody constantly tells me like, "Oh, you look like Childish Gambino, or you look like him," and I like Childish Gambino. I'm gonna like that compliment, Mm -hmm. and like, I may start incorporating little things from what I see as being a fan of him into my life and things like that. So it's like it's very important to like understand what are the things that you enjoy, but at the end of the day, like, who are you? Because that concept of who you are is so big. Because in reality, as the child, you know, we're very innocent. We don't know what we are. We're We're just a child. Like literally, the most plain pure sense we're a child and we watch our parents we watch our surroundings yeah Yeah, and we mimic them and we we pick up certain things we do and it's over time with the things that we pick up we 
take those things and we kind of it kind of helps us develop ourselves. And I feel like we sometimes have to like relook at that in life, even as adults, because there's those different growing stages in your lives. And it's like, you know, even now, you know, you got to check yourself and be like, who am I really? What am I trying to be? Am I trying to be what I'm seeing? Like what I want to accomplish? Am I trying to be that? Or am I trying to be my own person who wants right. to accomplish those things? So it's like very important to kind of, you know, understand the importance of embracing yourself and just like knowing who you are and then loving who you are. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Most that's like a yeah. yeah. I think that's uh my mom would always say it to my sister. Like you need my mom always said she when she was out live, it's like she would be like, You need to spend time with yourself. Like, um, like um it, it's you have to, I don't know, people have to people don't do this at all, you know, like mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with like, you know, genetics too. It's like, you know, some of our minds don't develop to like twenty five. So right. that whole time is just like you you're just you consciously not really there. So like people are dying before they're 25. First of all, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Lots of kids are dying. So you, I remember black. thinking, I didn't know what the fuck going on. So when I got 27, oh shit, starting to kind of make a little sense. I didn't realize what the fuck, you know. But and people have kids before then, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like you're consciously trying to figure out who, like if you're able and blessed to be able to have time for yourself, that your relationship with yourself is just is more probably more important. You have a relationship with somebody else, honestly, mm-hmm. because if you know what you like sexually, unsexualized getting yourself where you need to be at, where you feel fulfilled in this world, in this existence, whether this time or not time or heaven or hell, wherever you believe in, mm-hmm. that's extremely important because that affects everything in your world. You know, even the person that you're with is like, if, if you want you, I don't know, it's so deep because the fact that your relationship with self matters too, but also you're going to notice once you have a relationship with yourself, you understand what you like, you're going to probably want that for another person too because that also matters as well. They have yeah. to have the relationship with themselves because that also changes the, the name the, their actual personality and then that also affects your kid you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. a whole nother human being you're creating so but yeah like it, and, uh, and all that comes back to just the people you surround yourself with the people that you are who are feeding you life every day whether it's your parents or people but if like i said it's like if you sign you surround yourself with highly conscious people you're probably going to be very highly conscious and if you at least going to start thinking that way in some way kind of way you know yeah. what i mean surround yourself with millionaires you're probably gonna be a millionaire at some point just because it's gonna be there you know what i mean that's how millionaires make money that's how trump stays rich all his friends are probably rich too and they probably own these medical companies i mean but yeah like yeah man it really just comes down to that like i think yeah what you said is like it's really important to have like a great conversation a great relationship with yourself you know 100 but most people don't do that you know yeah a lot of people don't do that you know they really don't. They I mean, I've been guilty of that. So, like I said, it's just that that, right, that taking that time to do it, and like you said too, it's, it's it can get deep. Right. <laughs> that could be yeah. a really deep conversation. A whole nother conversation. One hundred percent. Once again, exactly. Right. So, um, the last question before I get ready, I do a prayer list. Also, by the way, it's like basically anybody who you want to send, you know, uh, get energy to. They can be, you know, making much of money. You want to see them continue making money, or they could just be in a very tough situation. You want to see things get better. Um, that's going to be the prayer list. But the one question I want to ask you before I start that is, what do you want to manifest for yourself in 2021? Uh, just manifesting more of praying stuff, really. Um, being able to own more of the things that I create. That's what mm. it comes down to. Being ownership of the things. If I'm doing certain things, if I don't <laughs> say fuck all this shit and become a nurse or some shit, and be like, <laughs> you know, I'm good with all this entertainment. I'm going to go be a regular person, have regular friends. Yeah, if that don't happen first. <laughs> Uh, if if you stay on the same entertainment course, it's probably going to be uh, mostly that. Just manifesting where the fact that when we do something, we own it in some kind of way. It's not where we 
go do a music video or fuck music videos. We're going to do documentaries. We own the documentary. You know what I mean? Or if we're doing some cool stuff like a toy or cool things, I can I can creatively create when I want to create and I can I can manifest any kind of way. If I want to do photography today, I can shoot who I want to shoot and I can execute it. If I want to make a film, I can make a film with this person. Oh, if I want to put together a long film to sell to Revolt, I can do that with this access. You know what I mean? So that's like 2020 20 and also 2021 if god allows it you know what i mean but for sure gotta leave means, god in it bro that's how i look at it yes sir <laughs> i was just having this is a whole other conversation too but i was just having a conversation with my fiance about like the difference between like manifestation and then just like what was it the difference between like oh i can't remember what it was it's like manifestation and then like like just like blessings and like like yeah getting blessed like getting a blessing right. like the whole difference between that but that's a whole other conversation but yeah. <laughs> for the um the prayer list. I'm gonna go ahead and give my prayer list first, and you can kind of, you know, see what I do from there, and then follow suit. Sound kind of good? Yes, sir. Bet. Um. So my prayer list. I want to put Jonathan Price, and I want to put his whole family on the prayer list. Um. It's just so crazy. Everything is so crazy, and um. I yeah. Gotta put him on the prayer list. If you don't know, you just gotta look into it. But I definitely keep him on the prayer list. My mom, whose birthday is coming up in the first week of November. I want to put her on the prayer list. She's the whole reason I'm here, man. And and, and I, I wouldn't be in, in this position today if I didn't have her around. So I, I I love you, mama. Also, in the back, if you hear my dog squeaking her toy, she's squeaking her toy. I totally forgot to take it from her before I started recording. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I want to also put on the prayer list something that a lot of people don't think about, but all the parents uh, homeschooling their kids. Um, that's, a fact. that's a challenge. I don't have Shit. kids myself. Okay. but. I already fear for the kids and I already like pray for the kids so much to even just make it and be and still be children and hold that innocence in a time like this. So I can only imagine like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, there's going to be the dumbest kids of our generation when they go forward. And I, I get the joke is funny. Don't get me wrong. It's funny. But from a Twitter perspective, it's funny, but in, oh, yeah. <laughs> in like a real, yeah, you know what I'm saying? but in a real world aspect, like, that's scary. And like we, these people, these children, we always talk about how people are the future and children of the future. And these children are going to be the future. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we, we really got to pray for them and, and the parents who are raising them to, to, to get, you know, to keep things on track as much as they can so they can continue just being uh, what they want to be in life. So I definitely want to keep them on the prayer list. And you're going to hear me, last but not least, you're going to continuously hear me put them on the prayer list every single episode. And I don't give a fuck. Shouldn't be cursing on the prayer list or whatever. Um, <laughs> black that. women and the black lgbtq community um okay. one thing i've noticed within this time is that you know we have to continue giving them uh not just a platform to speak not just a platform to be themselves and feel comfortable being themselves amongst us but we need to also protect them because we have a lot of um a lot of work to do within our own community for our black women and black men a lot of work to do for how we respect the lgbtq community uh, amongst the black community um, you know, there's a lot of like white supremacist ideas that we still kind of hold on to and we, you know, give to our black women or give to that community. So I want to put them on the prayer list because, you know, when we get shot down on the streets or, you know, justice isn't served, they're the first ones out there speaking up for us, using their voice, using their platform. And I think that we should make sure we at least give them the respect that they're due and protect them and let them know that we stand with them and that we don't just stand against them or stand with them over there. So I would definitely want to keep them on the prayer list. And last but not least, bro. I want to keep you on the prayer list, man. This has been a beautiful conversation. I'm so blessed to even have this opportunity for you to even carve this time out of your day to speak with me. Um, and everything you've been through is not just an inspiration 
to me, but I know it's going to be an inspiration to others and just a, a learning experience for others as well. You've been through a lot, you know, to lose your mother, to, you know, just to make it in L.A., to do what you do now, to, you know, maintain a relationship. All these things are understated and very difficult and challenging and they change every day. Um, and to make it to where you are today, it isn't a coincidence. It involves strength. It involves courage. It involves a lot of faith. And to have all that, you know, that's that's a true blessing. So I want to continue to see those blessings happen for you. I want to continue to see you get better and get the things that you want to do because it's not just you. It takes a lot. You know, it takes a lot out of you and you need that prayer. So I definitely want to keep you in the prayer list, man. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. 100%. So what you got for me? What's your prayer list looking like? I guess uh, prayer to you, first of all. <laughs> Love. Bro. Toast Thank to God. Mostly uh, <laughs> just my, my girlfriend, Gabby, and... uh my father and my sister really Good, that's bro. it really how's it is your father you're doing better i know that you said he had a struggle is he doing better or? yeah he's, he's doing better he had a stroke like i said two years ago and um got a struggle was on tour and uh mm-hmm. how to leave tour and then come back out it was it's a whole nother that's a whole deep dive but yeah just you know being more conscious of your health that really yeah. You know, it's you know, my mom and my dad are both dealing with different things a part of their life. You know, they're older in their life, you know, like seventy mm-hmm. years old. So it requires and like things happen around the house too. So it's just like uh yeah. Life. Life. Learning life. life. That's how it happens when your parents get old. The transition is starting to happen. You get older, they're transitioning out. So Yeah. This is what happens if you don't take care of yourself. Or at least, you know, some things you can't prevent, you know, but just growing up, you know, and it when might, it really comes down to it. It might be the title of this episode, but that's also, once again, a whole growing other up. story. <laughs> growing that's up, it. and that's also Simple. a whole other story. Being a black man growing up in America. <laughs> this could easily be a part two if you wanted to. But, hey, um, shit, what are we going to do, bro? We're rolling all over. I feel like it's probably been like an hour and 30 minutes, so. 100%, bro. You can well, cut and chop. <laughs> see, exactly, right? <laughs> chop it all up. Um, right. But I want to get ready to get out, get you out of here, bro. Um, sure, bro. So like I said, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. I appreciate you taking the time. And we will certainly be in touch. Like I said, if you any ideas you have podcasting-wise, creating-wise, you know me. You see what I do. And I'm here for it. So you just hit hit me and black man to black uh, man. Could take. You're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually going to keep you on the phone for a second. But right, cool, man. let me go ahead and say thank you for everybody tuning in to season one of or episode one of season two. Um, this is going to be a beautiful ride. I have so much more in store for y'all going forward. Um, just stay with me. Hang on. I promise I got you. I, I, I never let you down, so I won't let you down this time. And I, I promise you I got y'all. So much love again. And uh, also, where, where can they find you on social media? And where can they find the magazine as well? Uh, Supreme Magazine and uh, Anthony Supreme. That's it. That's right. Anthony, I think, Anthony underscore Supreme. Yep. That works. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So once again, I appreciate everybody. Much love. Y'all be safe. Wear your mask on your face, not your chin. It's not a chin diaper. And be safe out there. Peace.